Hello. 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 And we are live. Is it recording and stuff? It is recording and okay. stuff. Yes. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those are not your thing, please turn uh, off the podcast. This time, we'll be discussing Buffy Season 1, Episode 4, Teacher's Pet, wherein attempted statutory rape by a very large praying mantis goes awry. Go figure. <laughs> I am Snard, a.k.a. Michelle. And I am Jen. We are the sisters Tucket. <laughs> Indeed we are. So, should we get into it? Yeah, let's yes, dive let's. right in. <laughs> so, a main, uh, a main metaphor for this episode is... Uh, we see Xander, who, as we know, represents Buffy's heart, being attracted to something demonic. Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> yes. And this is actually the first hint we have, uh, considering what we find out about uh, the source of Buffy's power. I believe it is in season seven that we find out about that, the very mm-hmm. last season. Uh, I think this is one of the hints that uh, the part of Buffy is a little darker. Yeah. So... The plot. I was nodding. My mouth was full of scotch. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hear a nod on a podcast. (laughs) They heard it. They heard it just fine. (laughs) So in this episode, we open and we see Buffy. And we know something is up immediately because Buffy has very curly hair. And she seems to be afraid of a vampire. And she's not (laughs) quipping. No quips are to be had. And this is immediately suspicious. In fact, if anything, there is a bit of bosom heaving. (laughs) Yes. She's quite frightened of this vampire. Yes. Although he's probably quite a young vampire. Even though she is a slayer of the vampires. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She does not slay. Nay, she does not. And there's something about the lighting that tells us this is... I don't know if it's the lighting or the angles, but it's very clearly not real reality right i think it's it's, i mean the angles are kind of like the zooming sort of a almost like a steady cam horror film yeah totally we don't exactly have like the dutch angle going on or anything like that it's not that camp but there's definitely a glossy feel absolutely and the curly hair always a sign always a sign that something (laughs) Something is up up. yes also with bosom heaving (laughs) buffy doesn't bosom heave no she does not no (laughs) she just Slays vampires, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, this would be like a normal day at the park for... <laughs> totally. Well, literally at the park sometimes for Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Xander appears <laughs> and beats up the vamp. And wearing all black, mind yes. you, like a badass, like like the black sweater under, you know... Indeed. And kind he's a, of uh, Steven Seagal-esque. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's a super big hero, and if we don't know this is a dream sequence by now, we aren't paying attention. Uh, so Xander's basically having some very normal teenage boy fantasies. He's the hero, and he takes a vamp, and he gets Buffy, and he shreds a guitar, and then he wakes yes. up drooling. Oh, and he throws a stake at the vampire, because <laughs> the vampire gets back up, and he throws a stake at it, and doesn't hit the heart. <laughs> right. The vampire falls over, but like at most it's his liver, which yeah. is on the other side of the well, body. A little known fact about vampire anatomy. If you're in a dream sequence, you can hit him in the liver, and <laughs> they'll true. test. I mean, the liver would suck, don't get me wrong. <laughs> be irritating for the vampire yeah, would. i mean it's I, I, do they filter blood through their liver i don't think their blood circulates anymore right because their heart but doesn't why beat or... but wait no but oh vampire physiology <laughs> we are, yeah. vampire okay. physiology is quite mysterious danger and, will robinson yes. danger <laughs> and our, our dad is a physiologist that i don't think he could even yeah, figure it out but no it's, definitely not well yeah. what what i gather from at least the buffy vampires because it's all about life force indeed um and about energy is that they are absorbing the life force energy from blood. 
Yes. Um, and that's what reanimates them. That's why they get hungry. Because we don't actually really see what happens to a vampire if they don't feed. Do oh, we? yes, we do. Oh, do we? Oh. Angel. In oh, the ocean. In the ocean. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, no, that's a very good point. So we know that vampires can go without food. Yes. They just uh, get uh, shrivelly, kind yeah. of. and well, Not shriveled like... I mean, not like Anne Rice kind of, you know, shriveled, shriveled, right. but like yeah. listless and kind of crazy. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, but I think, I think that feeds into the- They get hangry. Yeah. <laughs> they get the hangries. They, uh, but I think that feeds into the life force thing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're, they're powered by some kind of demon life force deal, uh, but they are most definitely dead people who are kind of propped up and marionetted around. <laughs> That's so gruesome sounding. <laughs> They're totally dead. Sucking, they are completely dead. You are sucking the sexy out of the vampires. <laughs> Buffy vampires. I have. I. I. Buffy vampires are not sexy, man. Sexy, but Spike. <laughs> he looks good, but he's also cold and dead, <laughs> with no oh. heartbeat, and no circulation. <laughs> he, he is, they are oh, dead. Okay. Okay. They are dead okay. people. Um. Okay. Here's here's an interesting thing about this dream sequence, right? Mm-hmm. So. And this is something we will uh, we will see ongoing. Uh, the normal guys who are interested in Buffy try to damsel her. They want to save her. Uh, there's one exception coming up shortly um, that's weird and a little twisted with Owen. But um, but for the most part, uh, if they can't be the big strong guy and save her, they don't want to fight next to her like an equal. Um, her non-human love interest, like Angel, Spike, and Faith, and that's right, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll say it again. Too. I will say it again. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying they they go anywhere with it, but I mean it's a dating relationship and, and for she, sure. She has like the college curiosity going on. Well, and you know, I mean, at least I I see it as is faith is love just because faith is interested in love yes, with Buffy. Well, it's, as as they say, those who slay together <laughs> lay together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Picked um, up that quick. <laughs> yeah. But the you know the the non humans um, they don't have the same issues at all. They mm-hmm. want. They want to fight beside Buffy. They want Buffy to be strong. They don't mind if she's stronger than they are. It's and they want her to be equals or or better. They they don't feel this need to make her some kind of damsel in distress person. Uh, and it kind of makes you understand why she leans toward necrophilia uh, because <laughs> those are the only people who are trying to you know put her in a, yeah. a frilly frilly dress and uh, make her a weak little princess. Sure. And speaking of that, Snard, uh, you must remind me to bring this up again next season for the Halloween episode because Buffy does this to herself as well. Yes, that's true. <laughs> she she does she, every time she wants to be a normal girl. But oh, we, yes. we will definitely make a note of the damseling, and we'll we'll kind of track the damseling. I think. I think it's a really important part yeah, of Buffy. I think even strangers do it to her. I think so, To a too. certain extent. Because, you know, I, I run into this in my day-to-day where people are like, oh, watch out for those weirdos out there. I'm like, dude, I could take you apart six ways from Sunday. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need to. I am the weirdo. I, I am the weirdo. <laughs> they should look out for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Speaking of weirdos. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't have much of a segue there, but it's a, it's it's <laughs> it's Bug Education Day in science class, and apparently Principal Flutie has been showing Buffy's record around <laughs> because Doctor Gregory knows about it, but he thinks that basically everybody can suck it, and uh, Buffy is going to be awesome and great, and he's amazing. He's like, fantastic. I want this teacher, and there's a rule in Buffy. Oh yeah, he's toast. Yeah, if you're a good teacher, <laughs> if you have any compassion whatsoever, and your name isn't Giles yeah. or Jenny Calendar, <laughs> well, 
well, okay. <laughs> she lasts true. longer than most. She of them. lasts a little longer than most, <laughs> but she also is kind of a shade of gray. I mean, she is yeah. not all the way on the up and up. True. Um, but if you are straightforward, just a good teacher, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and probably within the episode. <laughs> probably. Well, Dr. Gregory did get a little bit of the last episode. That's just true. A teeny, just tiny a teeny, bit. tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. So he got two whole episodes. Yeah. Well, and he kind of gets me in the feels because he looks a lot like one of my old teachers, Mr. Sane. Oh. So it gets me in the feels. Yeah. He's, he's very nice. And snard. There's representation because it's very likely that Dr. Gregory is an asexual. Yes. Because he is preyed upon by a monster who only takes virgins. Yes. So he's our little ace in the hole, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> you know, he's, he doesn't seem mm-hmm. conflicted or troubled. No, he, he seems doesn't. seems like he has he... been very happy with his asexual life, and yeah. good for him. In an episode full of statutory everything, <laughs> yeah. he has zero chemistry going on. He has zero leers. Right. Yeah. He um, sees Buffy for uh, the smart and, uh, and strong girl that she is, mm-hmm. and that's it. So I'm I'm more than happy to take him on as under the ace flag. Absolutely. Of pride. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a good looking guy. There's no reason why he wouldn't have a wife or you Absolutely, know, date yeah. or something. But he's obviously not. He's not interested. Done that. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, is him open to uh, being grabbed by a big creepy something with praying mantis things. <laughs> yeah. With, with praying mantis grabbies. Grabby things. Yeah. Yes. With the rawr. Yeah, rawr and grabby. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a weird little... (laughs) Yeah, they make little clicky noises. Kind of like a maraca crab kind of thing. (laughs) 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 Or just their own background music. (laughs) They look like a little crab band. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of the Dark Tower series. So, (laughs) coming soon to a theater near you. So at the bronze... uh, Xander looks at the band's lead singer in a way that is probably misinterpreted. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, he does. He, he, and then he engages in one-upping guy talk with Blaine the Virgin and insists that Buffy and Willow uh, help him uh, seem like a non-virgin. Yes. Uh, Which they seem to... Well, I mean, Willow's... Willow's way into it. Way on board. And, and Buffy's and like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, I guess. And, sure. uh, and word to the wise, gentle listeners, if a girl ever asks you, what are you doing? Stop doing that thing immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter what stage it, of undress you're in either. Just, just stop. Just and Don't. And a, a, good, a good save is... What would you like me to do? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dating advice. Yes, exactly. From the queers. <laughs> yes. But, but boy, if she ever asks, "What are you doing?" You put this. You put the brakes to that immediately. Yes. And stop doing whatever that is. It doesn't matter if you are like tying her shoe for her, right. Or putting your arm around her, or whatever twixt her and others you may be doing. <laughs> yes. Don't. Yeah. That's never ever a good question. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, of course, in the middle of this, uh, Buffy sees Angel and runs over Yes, and because he's looking quite tasty, I must say. He is, and she is wearing black, so we know yes. that she is kind of matching him. She is open is to this idea black. of Angel. Yes. yes. And he's, yeah, he's wearing his typical yeah. uh, uh, black uh, suit and mm-hmm. uh, also yeah, black white shirt. White. It's the Angel uniform. Yeah, he's got it the is. leather jacket on, which yeah. will be important in a minute. And he's giving her the eyes. Like, yes. watch his face. He is so happy to see her, and then he keeps trying to remember to be cool, but he just can't <laughs> be cool, and it's so it is pretty adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> Even though that's also going to be statutory rape. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> age of consent is 18 in California. Yeah. And, but, it's, and should be, and should be older years. if it's like a 200-year-old Well, dude. that's, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> but it's in Slayer years, which are like dog years yeah. or something. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
a love story for the ages. Shut up. <laughs> Isn't it always with these teenage girls and their vampires? <laughs> So uh, Xander notices uh, for the first time, seeing Angel for the first time, of course, that uh, Angel is quite attractive, and he doesn't think that's very fair. Yes. Uh, although the gentle listeners in the audience watching Buffy think that is quite fair indeed if they're attracted to men. Very, very fair. <laughs> Super fair. Yes. Uh, so Angel gives Buffy his jacket, uh, which is an old trick, and it's probably so old that Angel used it when he was still human <laughs> but i love it he says you're cold she's like you can deal yeah, he's like no i mean you're cold yeah, i mean you're literally cold because like so are you pal yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're like room temperature god you're freezing yeah. oh wait why, a second why do you own jackets yeah. like so it's just look a cool. blend it's so i can look cool yeah like i i just want to know like vampires must be really grateful for smartphones where they can just check the temperature periodically throughout the day so it's like okay it's 80 degrees i really ought to take off the wool coat <laughs> he's like otherwise okay. how do you blend it but okay but one perk of being the undead mm-hmm. is you get to layer all year round that's true you can <laughs> you, you get can the totally layered outfits layer. and stuff you can look awesome all year and not sweat very true yeah no so, that is very true even though you know they kind of do sweat in some episodes well, because human actors sweat I yeah mean, but they, they sweat them up they like spray them down it's, whatever vampire physiology fine. i give yeah, up yeah, yeah it's it's, it's it is the way it is and that's fine. Maybe they do warm up after drinking. We just don't really go into it. Yeah. <laughs> Dead people. <laughs> I have a hard time with it. <laughs> Apparently, I am Bum-ching. not. I am <laughs> Apparently, I am not a necrophile. <laughs> I confess, I am not a necrophile. Buffy has a hard time with it, too. <laughs> A very, very hard time for about 20 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> j- jumping ahead of it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, when Angel gives over his, uh, his leather jacket, he exposes his very sliced up arms. Uh, All which his are, sexy wounds. Yes, his sexy wounds on his very muscly arms. Uh, and he warns Buffy of a very, very dangerous kind of blady-handed vampire guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Buffy uh, briefs Giles on Edward Scissorhands. Yes, <laughs> Edward Scissorvamp. Edward Scissorvamp. Yes, um, Scissor von Lederhosen. <laughs> yeah, Forky, Forky McFangy. <laughs> Forky McFangerson. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Sorry. <laughs> You'll come up with more as we go. I on. will. <laughs> He's, he'll be here throughout, so I'll, I'll just be over here thinking of more. <laughs> So uh, Buffy briefs Giles the next day. Uh, Giles is very confused by all the guys that are going on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is still wearing Angel's jacket, and she will continue to do so through most of the episode. I know, because wouldn't you? Not you. You, gentle listeners. Wouldn't you? <laughs> you who understand the angel. I've worn a girl's jacket before. Yeah. No. Yeah. She wasn't dead. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the dark place. Oh, I, uh, you laugh about widowhood because you can't cry about it in front of your sister. That works. <laughs> Gentle listeners, I, I really are. I really am. I really are. are? I are. are. <laughs> I are a little rattled right now. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I do tend to be a little more sensitive about my widowhood, but hey, fuck it. <laughs> it sucks. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. If any of you gentle listeners are mourning, 
please send us a, an email. I can provide valuable advice that you will not find in grief books. Like, yes, it sucks. The only thing you can do is get used to it. <laughs> you will not find that in grief books because it's dire. Anyway, <laughs> that's my little PSA on grief. So anyway. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Uh, anyway, uh, Xander pops up and mentions Dr. Gregory's disappearance. This causes a lot of worry for everybody except for Sander, who not only is happy he doesn't have to do his homework, but also notices the statutorily rapey insectoid substitute teacher, Mrs. French. Who is also dressed weirdly like Angel. Yeah, Miss French is dressed a lot like Angel. Yeah, she's got a lot of Angel. So I don't know if this is just coding for like the older demonic thing. I believe that it is uh, very clearly laying out for us that this is similar to Buffy's thing for angel yes i think it's definitely i mean whether we notice it overtly or not in our subconscious it has absorbed that information and xander also wearing a black shirt underneath the shirt that yes. matches the scoobies it's like the scoobies all fairly coordinated in their own little way um but he also has a black t-shirt on similar to how buffy was wearing black at the bronze indeed so very so. clever work with the costumes in this episode mm-hmm. uh xander of course is immediately cock blocked by blaine the virgin <laughs> who, escort, who escorts Miss French to science class. In the science class, uh, Buffy, ever the observant slayer, has spotted Dr. Gregory's abandoned glasses and is already suspicious. Like, immediately suspicious. She's got her yes. slayer on and, and she's like, abandoned. no. They're like, like, like they're broken. Busted and, yeah, yeah, in that very um, aesthetically pleasing broken yes. way. <laughs> yes, which I, I like. I mean, it's, I like the, the stage set feel. Yes. I do of too. Buffy, like these are the this is the the black box theater, and these yep. are the set of broken glasses that they have absolutely, you know, put in place of his regular glasses. And, and, and they just like that. they speak a language of 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 television tropes um, mm-hmm. that we all understand, and they they use it very well. They they will invoke them and they will invert them and subvert them pretty constantly. So we're all on the same page as far as the dialogue of the screen, which is fantastic. Yes, it's just this lovely shorthand we can go along without thinking. Yep. Uh, Miss French is really, really interested in praying mattises or praying maddies or yeah, and, I'm not sure what the plural is. defensive. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are yeah. super defensive about <laughs> like, that. Buffy says, oh, bug ugly. And she's all, <laughs> <laughs> they're beautiful animals and blah, blah, Shut blah, up. blah. And yeah, she's pretty much is like, no, I'm one. I mean, I'm not one at all, even though I look like one, even when mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. a mantis. Uh, so the guys in class are very interested in Miss French. Very, very interested. So uh, in the lunchroom, Xander, oh, Xander, <laughs> is bragging about Miss French being into him, missing the whole statutory rape thing completely. <laughs> Buffy actually has a nice summary of statutory rape in general. If you <laughs> watch does. the episode, basically, boys are too stupid <laughs> to, to, to see that the older women should probably be interested in people of their own. Anyway, <laughs> yes. uh, Buffy Willow in general smack him down in an awesome fashion. Uh, Cordelia, the what the heart wants, what the heart wants. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy before. It's creepy now. It's always that's always gonna be creepy, man. <laughs> but that's just the nature of living on the hell mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cordelia, who uh, will be our future finder of creepy things, <laughs> finds Dr. Gregory's headless body, and we learn why. 
Cordelia will be the future finder of creepy things because Charisma Carpenter has the best scream. The best scream. Ever. She really does. <laughs> her screams of delight are amazing. Her screams of horror are amazing. Her screams in anger are amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She's a closer, for Girl's sure. Scott Pipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the library, the Scoobies are very freaked out and very, very sad about Dr. Gregory, uh, especially Buffy, um, who is actually crying. She doesn't usually cry over people who have been. Which, eaten thanks by to the things. remaster, we can see now. Yes, I yes. did never. I did never see that before. Oh yeah, lots so. of lots of the tears, mm-hmm. lots of the puffiness in the eyes. Um, Giles tells of a vampire who cut his hand off to appease the master and replaced it with a blady thing. So he's a suspect. Yes. <laughs> uh, Buffy promises Giles not to go to the park to investigate a dead homeless guy, and then goes to the park to investigate the dead homeless guy. Also, a moment that we skipped over that oh. I just love is when. Buffy's crying and her oh, mind yeah. <laughs> Giles comes over and he says here drink this he's, he's pouring a glass of water and she says no thank you and takes it from him and takes a sip <laughs> and it's that. just so cute it's, it's just it's because he you, he knew that she was going to take that water yeah. yeah he really did he knew she needed it <laughs> he didn't it's, reach for it back yeah. when she said no thank you he just left her and it's a very parental thing yes to do like that's that's not necessarily a watcher thing to do this no, is starting no. to get into his paternal role absolutely which is just so sweet and it's, and, uh, and especially with and we saw that happening in the previous episode which where he was so so protective of Buffy oh yeah definitely and, and loving and caring about her mm-hmm. and all that kind of yeah. stuff and it's continuing which is a very nice continuity like that I mean we don't, we don't really unless something external happens we don't really take a step back with that relationship which is no, really cool that's very true it just keeps building and it's building very quickly it's like they have a it's that chemistry yeah that they have he's and a dad it's yeah, cute he's totally daddy and yeah. it's just perfect uh so Buffy in the park uh, finds the vampire who sliced up Angel and has a decent and challenging fight with him. Uh, they're interrupted by the police. Uh, in a nice touch, the drunk guy who warned Buffy in uh, the park can be dangerous is actually a cop. <laughs> the Sunnydale police force actually being effective. They did something. They did something. That's crazy. I, see, I bet that they're really good at this up until they realize that there's a slayer in town. And they're like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. Let's just go smoke. <laughs> Totally. Hell, I might too. Yeah, right. (laughs) They're like, look, that shit's dangerous. She's fine. (laughs) The only times I've shot one of those things, nothing happened. I'm just going to go home. I want a spinoff that's like just the police force. Cops Cops Sunnydale. Yeah, totally. They're running around and cleaning up all the messes. They're like hiding the bodies or maybe that may be left over from vampires and like just completely making sure it's all okay and all safe and like following around after Buffy to make sure she gets all like the bad ones and they can clean up the easy ones. And then the initiative comes in and they're like, oh, just fuck everything, whatever. (laughs) Gentle listeners, if any of you are filmmakers, please make us cup sunny day home. Please, please, please. Oh my God. <laughs> so, because Willie's bar, I bet he that's like the perfect CI. I mean, it is oh, for everybody else. Yeah, they, yeah. W- they would totally go to Willie. Yeah, show. they would. Yeah, and that, they like for him to explain what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And and okay, we this also one need ours? like we also need the cop bar. You know, like the Irish cop bar. Yes, in yes. Sunnydale, definitely. Yeah, that would be excellent. <laughs> Make this happen. Yes, please. Please someone. make this happen. <laughs> please, gentle listeners. <laughs> uh, so Buffy uh, follows Blady Vamp. Uh, here again, we have the... <laughs> uh, 
Here again, we uh, we use the scary versus scarier trope when the scary vampire is frightened by the even scarier Miss French. Uh, Buffy is visibly extremely wary of Miss French from this moment yes. on. <laughs> she seriously has an expression on her face like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> really Which anyone would. Yeah. Because this, like, this is the vampire that Angel warned her about. Right. <laughs> Although... You know, does Angel really need to warn her about it? Or is he just looking for an excuse to show off his sexy oh, muscles and yeah. give her a jacket? Absolutely he is. Okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it's sort of like, you know, when you have a crush on somebody and they're like, oh, look, they missed class. I should go see if they need homework. Maybe they need chicken Even soup or something. Need, I'll go tell them that we didn't have homework today. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, it's summer vacation? I'll just uh, see if they need something from um, the store yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's what i'll do <laughs> so in the library giles is not pleased that buffy lied to him as <laughs> well true yeah. uh and uh, buffy tells him about uh, what happened the night before she's right on target with the creepiness of miss french she's totally all over this kind of thing yeah. probably because her mind is like five feet away one of the yeah like, <laughs> of always smarter with the mind in the room yeah. she has one of the best quotes of buffy oh yes it is so i'm an undead monster who can shave with my hand how many things am I afraid of? <laughs> Buffy perfectly illustrating the scary versus scarier trope. Exactly. I think on TV, I think on TV tropes, it's like always a bigger fish trope or something yeah, like that. But on on Buffy, in honor of Darla upcoming, uh, we will call it the scarier, the scary versus scarier trope. Well, and um, Buffy in general really, really uses this effectively. So we'll have a bad guy through the season and then about halfway through the season we introduce a badder bad guy oh, yeah. <laughs> who's actually our big bad for the season so watch out for that you know yep. as we go even if you've watched it before you might not necessarily have noticed this is a trope that we go to but it works so well because yep. you're always wondering what's coming around the next corner. absolutely scary versus scarier is, yeah. it's really fun on both buffy and angel well and a joss whedon thing is nobody's safe i mean <laughs> obviously in this buffy's kind of i mean no no buffy's not even close to safe. no she's not Frankly, no one's safe. And just knowing that there might always be a bigger bat around the corner makes everything unsafe. Everything's a little rocky and a little unstable. Absolutely. And that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Buffy is forced to as- attend mandatory crisis counseling. And we, over- <laughs> we overhear Cordy's <laughs> crisis counseling. And, and it's hilarious. It well, so she's wearing black and Buffy's wearing white. Just a quick, yes. l- quick little note. Also, uh, Principal Flutie is very, very clear that there is no wrong touching uh, between teachers and students in that school. And in the next scene... Very explicit. In the next scene, Miss French is giving Xander some of that wrong touching. Oh, yeah, like her boobs are up against his back. She's giving him answers to his quiz. <laughs> and uh, Buffy peeks at the window to... In the in the classroom to see Miss French's head uh, rotating all the way around. So yep. Buffy's pretty sure she's on the right track with this sort of thing. <laughs> and again, Buffy's expression is, oh my God. What the fuck is going? <laughs> what the hell is this shit? Is this yeah. thing? So she has to run off to her mind. Yes, she goes back to her mind uh, and her spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the library, Buffy and Willow note the absence of Blaine the Virgin from school today. <laughs> and Buffy has a good idea of what's going on. Like, seriously, she's totally got this covered. Uh, or she will, as soon as she figures out where the, the books on bugs are. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, French continues her creepy flirtation with Xander, oh inviting him to her house that evening. And then after he leaves, she <laughs> enjoys a tasty cricket sandwich with cricket poo. Yeah. In it. That, those, those little pepper-looking flakes. Ugh. 
yeah. yeah eat the, fine, eat the crickets. Don't eat yeah, the poop. No, yeah, it's just, I, I worked at Petco for a good <laughs> solid amount of time when my indiscriminate youth and getting crickets out of a giant like garbage can of crickets was what a part of my job. And I can't watch that scene without gagging. Oh man, that probably just, had like six inches oh, of poo in the bottom. Yeah. Like oh. it was so gross. And just thinking about the smell and the crickets, like I can't handle crickets anymore. It's just disgusting. That's I can't nasty. even. Yeah. Ugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but it's a good visual and it does make me gag so it's effective <laughs> yes it is effective and she looks like she's really enjoying she's chowing down it looks like yeah. she's got miracle whip and everything going seriously, on seriously yeah <laughs> she's she's like uh oh crap jewel state her name in firefly Brain fart. i'm not good at firefly kaylee oh the dumb one okay. i mean uh <laughs> she's the heart kaylee's the heart she's oh the she's xander, xander. Yes. that makes sense yeah, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yes, Kaylee's the heart. <laughs> but no, like, it's Miss French eating that sandwich is like Kaylee with the strawberry. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. She's mm-hmm. been waiting for those damn crickets all day. Yeah, she's so ready. And she offers Sanders some. Yeah, he should have called her on the bluff there. Yeah. yeah. Always call them on the bluff. But no, no. No. She's no. got titties she's and he's thinking about them. And pheromones <laughs> and all that kind of oh, crap. Oh, yeah. All the pheromones. <laughs> this is like our first love spell. Yes. We see many love spells in Buffy. Yes. <laughs> and this is kind of our first one. Yes, indeed. Because <laughs> love makes you do the wacky. <laughs> love spells make you do the fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like trying to screw a, a very much older lady who um, eats crickets and is also a giant pain medicine. Well, Buffy, much older guy who eats... I know, blood. who's a dead person. Yes. So dead. We're, we're really the heart's really in line Dead person. Here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, the I, heart I, is absolutely in line with what Buffy uh, is wanting. I think they do a great job in this episode of setting up that mirror. They really do. And yeah. I think this has been missed. I think. I think. I'm so proud of us. I'm going like, <laughs> to pat us on the head right now. Well, and uh, in a few episodes, uh, gentle listeners, we will do be doing a three episode in one uh, where three they will do. <laughs> we'll try not to keep it. I mean, we'll try to keep it. Sh- it's it's going to yeah. be like two hours. Let's be yeah, honest. at least. Uh, yeah. so, so sorry about that. But we, we feel the need to sandwich it together because they're they. They do this exact same thing in uh, in two episodes that surround a very important middle episode, mm-hmm. which would be yeah. Angel. It'll be great. And we'll yeah. we'll try and break it up into, we'll give you like little intermissions to go pee or whatever, you know. I can so just pause the podcast. Well, I mean, yes, I know. <laughs> just saying, like, you get to a stopping point. Maybe I'm just anal this way. I don't know. But I don't like to stop things in the middle. So we'll give you a minute where you, yeah, we can pause before we move on to the next episode. We'll figure this- it out. So Buffy is continuing to be completely all over the praying mantis theory. Uh, she uh, reiterates her investment in alternative Slayer senses and says that Miss French's fashion <laughs> yes. sense screams predator. Really, Willow, Buffy's Willow Slayer McCree. sense is so wrapped up in fashion. Also, she changes her clothes to go slaying. <laughs> yes. what? We'll track this. I'll try and make sure that I really track this when she does and doesn't. Sure, you know, um, the, the vamps but, yeah. have a game face. She's got a game yeah, outfit. Totally, yeah. She yeah. she has to go get all glammy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to look good when you're slaying. No, I mean, I'm being serious, though, because like she feels powerful when she's fashionable. Mm -hmm. This is part of who Buffy is. Absolutely. When she's at her most powerful, she will be at her most fashionable. Absolutely. Usually involving leather of some kind because and very practical because, you know, somebody's trying to bite you. They can't bite through leather as easily as yeah. And leather has a really good like friction uh, prevention. You know, so like you can wear through jeans, yeah. you don't wear through leather if you're being, you know, say yes, dragged or being sliced at or something. Yes. So yeah, like there's practical totally practical. Plus 
butts look good in leather. <laughs> That's the most important part of being a slayer is having a nice ass. <laughs> I'm thinking of Angel. <laughs> and Jealous. Yes, and Jealous is the one who wears the leather pants <laughs> because those are the leather pants of evil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trope. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Buffy, uh, as I mentioned, uh, mentioned the... Uh, uh, Miss French's fashion sense screams predator and Willow agrees that it's the shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the shoulder pads. It's all about those power suits. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and a- apparently uh, they find out Blaine the Virgin never got home last night. Uh, Giles suddenly remembers a colleague who went bonkers and had a giant print <laughs> metis theory. He also claims plausible deniability for Willow's hacking. <laughs> which is awesome. Yes. And, oh, Xander. <laughs> Buffy tries to warn him, but he goes full teenage boy and accuses her of being jealous. And Even then, though he was jealous earlier uh, of Angel. Well, and then so he disses Angel really bad. He does, because he's jealous. <laughs> and Buffy's just like, wait, what the fuck is going yes, on here? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to warn you about some she madness, and, and you're like... She hasn't all, even yeah. really picked up on the fact that Xander's trying to date her. Right. So because like, she really doesn't understand. Right. She's completely confused. Yeah, she's like this. completely like, where is this even coming from? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Xander goes to Miss French's house and enjoys a drug martini, confesses to being like a virgin, and ogles some boobies, not in that order. <laughs> she tells him not to worry about the panic screaming from the basement. <laughs> and he wakes up in a cage. Yes. With Miss French totally maddest out. Buffy is completely unfazed by color pictures from the coroner's office, as one would expect. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> she, like, oh, huh. yeah. she never looks away from a crime scene. Everybody no. behind her is looking away or gagging or throwing up, and she's just like, uh. She's a slayer, man. Yeah. True. She's seen worse. <laughs> she I, just, I just guarantee anything that she's seen, she just thinks, I've seen worse, even if she hasn't. Exactly. Like, that's the way she gets through like, the day. Well, it's not a sewer demon. <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Xander gets the rather disgusting scoop on what's going on from Blaine the Virgin, and uh, Giles gets the surprisingly lucid and yet still nutty scoop from his crazy friend. <laughs> Miss French is a she-mantis, and they need to chop her in little tiny pieces, so they know that, and they mobilize. Xander takes out a bar between his and Blaine the Virgin's cages to use it as a weapon, and I'm totally with Blaine here. Why <laughs> wouldn't you take out a bar on the outside so you can escape? Oh, Xander. Oh, Xander. <laughs> Also, check their outfits. They're wearing different mm. but similar virgin shirts. Yes, they are the virgin shirts. <laughs> yes. We have decided a sort of a sage color and a check pattern is yes. a virgin shirt currently. And, uh, and Blaine the Virgin has like argyle going on. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's which, like a full argyle. Which is even more virginal, if I remember yes. correctly. It is. I mean, very fashionable. <laughs> if you're wearing something like that, you look great today. Also, love the pants, love mm-hmm. the hair. You're beautiful. Um, but... <laughs> The show has told us that they're wearing like the same shirt, so yeah, that was a virgin much. shirt like, from now. Yes, this yeah. is a code. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Giles has a recording of bat sonar, and uh, Buffy makes him run off and get it because Buffy is so all over shit in this episode. She is. She is so on top of things. <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, and Buffy does really well when everybody's opposing her as well. Yes. Yeah, she does. Like when Buffy has something to rebel against and push against, it's like she does better at figuring things out yeah it brings out her uh, her a-gamer and her slayer yeah it really yeah. does so it's like she's at, she's the best when she's at war with herself yes yeah, sometimes literally yeah sometimes at war with her mirror so hmm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> coming soon to a podcast near you <laughs> at war not, with her mirror not so soon yeah a couple of seasons yeah <laughs> uh 
Well, for the first time in like one season, then the next time it's like two. Uh, so uh, the Scoobies minus Xander find that Miss French has stolen the identity of a nice little old lady. It was <laughs> right there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> While they're talking about it. <laughs> and they recruit a sort of blady vamp to track her down. Buffy busts in before Xander can be deflowered. And after some very funny difficulties with playing the wrong side of the tape, yes. kicks some mint ass. <laughs> Mant? <laughs> Did you just meant as? Funny. Xander fesses up to being an idiot, so yay. <laughs> yes. Plus, virgins are funny. Uh, <laughs> also, and a big note. It's delightful how we're inverting the trope here. Uh, Xander wants Buffy to be a damsel, and he ends up being the virgin who is rescued by two girls. And all these men, (laughs) male virgins, Mm -hmm. being sacrificed to a big evil. Absolutely. This is fantastic. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's not the last time we do this kind of inversion on Buffy by a long shot. (laughs) But it might be one of the biggest. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. It's one of the most ham-handed. Absolutely. And when... Blaine the Virgin is threatening to sue them if anybody tells anybody <laughs> that he's a Shirley Temple. Watch uh, Giles's face. Yeah. Like, you can see him trying to figure out how you would even or why you would even or what the fuck is going on. You can't prove that in the court of law. <laughs> why would you even try? It's not a problem. Just go get it. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't have any trouble when I was younger at all. Americans. <laughs> it's totally in his head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the bronze, after everything has settled down a bit, Angel reappears and lets Buffy keep the jacket. Buffy feels the impending doom of sexy feelings, and she's not wrong. <laughs> no, Buffy's she's not, not wrong to be afraid no, of this at all. This last time when I watched it, I actually said, who boy, at the same time as Buffy. <laughs> it's like, girl. <laughs> what I want to say is run. <laughs> it's gonna get very very you bad you in danger girl <laughs> <laughs> Buffy you in danger girl that was from Ghost <laughs> uh, at school Buffy is not thrilled by the new science teacher who really seems like a drip uh, and she clearly misses Dr. Gregory also there are more praying menace eggs under the desk we we have theorized that they just get sucked into the hell now <laughs> see them again but right. it's kind of a nice little cliffhanger our, our theory is that they mate with the Turok Khan and it makes that big snake head thing come yeah, out like the, the Audrey 15 right you right. know the feed me seed yeah thing. so the, the yeah. praying mantises they mate with like the, the Turok Khan and it, it makes the Audrey 2 and then the Audrey 2 mutates into Audrey 15 and there you go Yes. And also for the writers out there, always good to leave yourself a little bit of extra room because this was kind of a good way to set themselves up in case like, oh, we don't have a bad guy. We don't have a script. We don't know what to do. They could always bring the mantises back. Absolutely. For a little bit of a reprise just to give themselves some space. Absolutely. So, you know, as a writer, that's a really good idea. It's really smart. Yeah, and does it matter that they don't use it ever in the series? No, no it doesn't matter. We I mean, can even just assume that that's taken care of off to the side i mean yeah the cleaning staff got him or buffy squashed him with her high heel or something or you know it's yeah it's not a big deal totally angel goes in there and like mops him up later yeah yeah he's not quite in that he's still being a scared little girl right now (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty name (laughs) help 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 i have a pretty name and i'm very pretty man (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so in summary we have an episode here that features Buffy's heart being attracted to a demon-ish thing and also features Buffy recognizing her own attraction to Angel. Yes. That's pretty much all we need to keep from the episode, I guess. But 
And also the existence of things that are not vampires, right. that are actually scarier than vampires. Yeah, not vampires, not witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're a lot scarier. They move forward. Like re- this, a lot of this first season is just introducing us to all the possibilities yep. of evil. Um, because he, she is the slayer of the vampires. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's all she slays. Right. So she pretty know, much they're... slays everything. Uh-huh. She's versatile that way. Yeah. Slay this, slay that, <laughs> slay a giant mantis, whatever. Point that one. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the dead. Whatever. But it really is a good episode. It's Yeah, yeah. it's fun. It's a yeah. fun episode. It gets some hate thrown at it sometimes, yeah. but, you know, we like it. We like all the episodes. It's got some funny lines, and that's really, really all we does, care about. Yeah. It's got some... It's- oh, oh, yeah. I forgot one of the funniest lines is when... Buffy's debating whether Xander is really a virgin or not. Oh, yeah. And Willow's like, he's probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not. A, he's going to die. Yeah. He runs off. Can't remember the exact line, unfortunately. Yeah. No, but, I think it is. He's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she does. She, <laughs> they bolt out of the room. Because Willow knows yeah. he's a virgin. <laughs> it sets up a lot of good relationships. It sets up the trope mm-hmm. of the teachers. Good teachers get dead. I mean, even the good principal, Principal Flutie isn't, like, that effective. He's just, a, he's just yeah. there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is. He's inoffensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he has to go. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> in in one of the worst ways possible. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That and burning to death, probably right up there. <laughs> it's true. We have both of those. Yes, we do. Yes. Many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think that's our show. I think that's about it, yeah. Yeah. So, this was the Sisters Tucket coming to you from the Strangers Room. <laughs> the Diogenes Club podcast, where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>